Welcome to The Read Along. A mini book club for your ears. I'm your host, Scott. I'm your other host, Anita. And join us on a journey through a good book, one one chapter chapter at at a time. time. Do you like talking about movies? Do you like talking about mediocre movies? Do you like talking about how you could have fixed mediocre movies? Well, I certainly do, and you can listen to me, Scott C. Bourgeois, along with my co-hosts Greg Beaver and Liam Kreswick, as we give our notes, and I have some notes. You can follow it now on your podcatcher of choice, or support it by visiting patreon.com slash I have some notes. So one of the things about getting an older house is that it's going to need a little bit of love. (laughs) Scott has been on a small home reno adventure that was supposed to be uh, one of those quick fixes that turns out to be much worse. (laughs) Yes, we have an ensuite shower. And it was obviously like in need of some repair. There were some gaps where it needed to be resealed. And we suspect it had been contributing to some obvious water damage in the ceiling of the room below. Yes. When we went and looked a little closer, we determined that there might be more problems up there than we originally thought, like maybe just resealing it might do. And uh, now it's turned into a hole. We need to clear out the whole shower and redo it from scratch. Yeah. So Scott has been gutting our upstairs bathroom for very slowly over the past week or so. Yeah. Longer even. Yeah, it might be a case where we're going to need to bring in some professional help to actually get it redone. But at the very least, we can do the demo and that will make it cheaper in the long run. Yeah, exactly. Like, we can do the smashing. There's not necessarily a lot of skill involved in that. No. And when I say we, I mean Scott, because I haven't done a thing yet. (laughs) No, you have not. I have not. It's, It's a Scott project. At the moment. But I want... To be able to use my ensuite shower. Yes, and someday we will. Indeed. <laughs> the, the wonders of new home ownership when your new home is a very old home. When your new home is an old home. we. Yeah, but I mean, it is what it is. We'll get the house fixed up. Yeah, and then we'll time. have a lovely, beautiful, functional new shower. Indeed. Hooray. Hooray. So that's my project for the week. <laughs> Good times. But uh, right now we have another project. That goes week to week, and that is reading another chapter of our novel. Absolutely. We have a book to talk about here. Indeed. And we should begin with perhaps a brief recap of our previous chapter, in which the Queen has her little update with the head of MI5. Makes it clear that she uh, is disappointed that there hasn't been uh, any progress, and plants some seeds that may be turning the investigation in the direction it should be looking as opposed to the direction it is looking. Oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> and that leads us into chapter 27 of The Winds Are Not by S.J. Bennett. So we get to catch up and have an adventure with Rosie. We do. Yay! Yeah, it's been a while since we've had just some alone time, a full chapter of alone time mm-hmm. with Rosie. Yeah. Now, Rosie has a day off. Quote, unquote, day off. Yeah, a rare day off from her official duties, and there's a doozy of a week coming up. So Sir Simon has insisted she take the day, which means, of course, that she's now working off the books. 
Yes, now she's working on investigation things. Yeah, but more specifically in this case, she's been invited once again to speak with Masha. Yeah. Masha has invited her to a luxurious hotel. Like, uh, unbelievably luxurious. My goodness. Uh, we'll eventually learn in this chapter that Masha went out of her way to find the most expensive hotel room she could find. Yes. And uh, there's a reason for that. But oh, yeah. But we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves. There's a whole story there. Rosie's let in. Masha's playing some Tchaikovsky on the piano because it's her mood <laughs> of at course. the moment. And uh, Rosie's legitimately like, you're actually a really good piano player. And she's like, maybe the queen would like to hear some more Russian piano, huh? Uh-huh. Uh? And Rosie's like, oh, she just she just wants to see the queen again. <laughs> and she realizes, like, the queen has that effect on people. Yeah, she's the queen. She's the queen. Even this wife to a billionaire is, like, enchanted by her. Of course. Because she's the queen. Because she's is, the queen. There is this strange prestige about it, right? Because, yeah, her husband's uh, a horrible person and a billionaire, but the queen is royalty right like there's 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 a difference there's something to be said for good or for bad about the fact that there are some things money can't buy Mm -hmm. that is one of those things yes money can't buy you being the queen or king of england correct they can buy you a petty title but they can't buy you the prestige of being royalty nope And again, for better or for worse, whether or not you agree with (laughs) modern day monarchies, that is something that still has some prestige attached to it. Oh, yes. So Masha invites her to to have a seat and gives her some beverages, some choices of beverages. Hmm. Rosie's even like, oh, I could get used to this. This is fancy. And then kind of unloads on her, I guess would be the best way to put it. Oh, my goodness. This poor woman. I don't understand why Masha doesn't have like... At least two or three different therapists on retainer. She should for how, like, unfortunately messed up she is. Yeah. And she has no friends, really. Like, that's pretty clear. Oh, no. Her husband would never allow that. It, Let's pretty not much. Be silly. Rosie's the closest thing she has to a friend. She even says outright, like, you've shown some interest in my life. You've shown that you care enough. And I trust you. Which. <laughs> and I need someone to talk to. It's bonkers. It's, it's really sad. It is. She has access to unfathomable wealth, yeah. like wealth beyond imagining. And she's so desperately lonely. I know. And to be fair, I think Yuri is too. Probably. but Which is why he's so jealous of her and so possessive. The difference is Yuri has done this to himself. Yes, absolutely. You can tell he has done this to himself. He's squeezed so tight that she's slipping out through his fingers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that is indeed the case here. She's not with him because she has left him. Yes. At least temporarily. And that's one of the reasons why she went to the most extravagant place she could. Because she was like, you know what? It's his money and I'm angry at him. And I'm going to spend it. I'm going to spend it. And that's where she finds herself. And she's like, listen, I need advice because I need to know, like, should I stay with him? Should I just wait it out until he's bumped off so I can make a bunch of money? Should I leave him outright? Like, I'm miserable. And he's... Doing stuff explicitly to hurt me. Yeah, because he's terrible. Because he's terrible and paranoid and jealous. Yeah. And the problem is, Rosie being one of the only people that she considers a friend is, first of all, that's not actually how friendship works. No. Unfortunately. And secondly, Rosie's not a therapist. No. And she even says as much. Like, 
my sister is a therapist. You could, you should be talking to her. And Masha, without a hint of sarcasm, is like, could I? Excellent. I'll I fly her in. Once a week so we can have a conversation. And right? For a moment, Rosie is legitimately, like, selfishly intrigued by that idea because she's like, number one, my sister would be wowed by that. Yeah. Like, how amazing. Like, someone wants her so badly that they will fly her in like, for therapy here, sessions. Like, coming having all these drinks available. Like, she'd be over the moon. And she'd be close by once a week so we could catch up. But she realizes that's also kind of selfish of her and deeply impractical. Oh, yeah. Deeply. So ultimately, she kind of turns the question around on Masha and is just like, well, what do you want to do? You seem to know what all your options are. Mm-hmm. Why are you coming to me to ask which one you should do? Rosie might not be a therapist, right? But she does know and understand people. Yeah. Right? She knows how people work. She says outright to Masha at the beginning of that, it's like, you don't like people telling you what to do. You know all of your options. What do you want? And Masha's a little floored by this because it's probably the first time in a really long time that someone has, like, sincerely asked her what she wants. And not in, like, a superficial, like, will Madam have the bubbly kind of way, right? Further to that, it also kind of puts her on the back foot because she's used to people telling her what she needs to do when it comes to big life decisions. Because that's usually her husband's job or her handler's jobs. Right. So she legitimately doesn't have an answer for Rosie right away. Yeah. Where she's like, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I don't don't know what I want. Oh, no. You've given me something to think about. Which is good, I think. I think it is good. And I think that's what Masha maybe needed to hear. Maybe. Certainly Rosie feels that way as she's leaving the hotel a little later. Yeah. Having had this little heart to heart. So... To take a step back from all this and look at it as part of the big picture, why does Masha keep coming back into our story? Yeah, there's definitely... So, from the Watsonian perspective, (laughs) it's because she's been circling around this case. She's involved with Brodsky. She's having a personal life crisis. And Rosie kind of got sucked in like a black hole. But from the Doylist perspective, yes, you don't add something for no reason. Usually. Usually. Even if it's... Even if it's just a character beat for Rosie to show how nice and helpful she is, that's something. But it does feel like maybe there's a clue in here somewhere. Maybe. Maybe it connects to the larger picture. I mean, it's possible that this is a red herring, right? But uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm not sold on that yet. Because what is Yuri up to? Who knows? Okay, so let's get on to Rosie's adventure on the way home, which is very much the, the meat of this chapter. Right? The, yeah. The fun adventure on the way home. I don't know that it's so fun for Rosie. No, I would be traumatized if I was her. Because a strange blonde haired man basically stalks her most of the way home. Most of the way home. And on three occasions tries to murder her. Yes. Or yeah. at least cause her grievous bodily oh, harm. Oh, terrible. Like he just about throws her off the train platform. She just he just about throws her off the top of an escalator. Yep. And then he tries he's going to try and stab her on the train. That goes very badly for him. Well, cuz she's she's clocked him by then. She's right? clocked him and she does have military training. Oh yeah. She's not Rosie's helpless. Tough. Yeah. yeah. Rosie's a tough girl. I actually really enjoyed how this was written. The perspective shifts, but you don't find out that the perspective is shifts for like a good paragraph. Yeah. It's a short paragraph, but it's still. So you don't know who gets hurt initially. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, oh, oh no, Rosie has taken him down. Yeah, she beats (laughs) him up and he makes an escape. 
And to the applause of a lot of the people on the train who are like, oh my God, are you okay? Was he trying to do something to you? Because she's a woman and he was this yeah, he male was attacker. Yeah, clearly trying to hurt her, yeah. right? And she's thankful that it actually goes by quick enough that nobody's able to snap a picture or take a video or something of it happening. Yeah. Because that would be bad for business. That would be bad for the palace. Yeah. Like, as an institution. Yeah, like the queen's assistant secretary gets in a fight on a train. Like, that's not good. No, and of course somebody would spin it weird and wrong, right? Now, this leads to a big question. The big question at the end of this chapter is, who sent someone after her? And why, right? Yeah, because we know previously that McLaughlin McLaughlin. picked up a tale while he was digging into the business with Anita Moody with the professor. Yep. He picked up a tale on the way home, and we figured that maybe because it's clear there's some sort of like espionage or government thing going on here. Maybe. Maybe. We're not sure. That his nosing around attracted attention. Mm -hmm. Sloppy attention, but attention. Like- Professional enough that he was like, these guys clearly know what they're doing, but they're not as good as me. Yeah, professional enough that your average Joe wouldn't notice. But McLaughlin, being a former security professional Mm -hmm. for royalty. Noticed. Noticed. And now Rosie has had a similar run-in. Right? Uh, Sort of. But if McLaughlin was spotted nosing around somewhere he shouldn't have been, because there's some spy business going on, Rosie hasn't been necessarily. No. And so why would the spy people have sent someone after her? Which leads to the next possible suspect, Yuri. Right? That was my knee-jerk reaction. He's got people watching Masha. We know that. Yep. Uh, It's been pretty much confirmed from Masha in this chapter that he had Vadim beaten up. Well, that's her theory. She doesn't necessarily have proof. No, but she's pretty sure that was the case. She's pretty sure that was the case. She suspects uh, Yuri of going after Brodsky, although we can't prove that part either. So uh, Masha's kind of planted the seeds in our heads, anyway, that... Yuri is hurting the people around Masha, right? So on the one hand, that does make sense because this seems like the kind of thing Yuri would do based on what Masha has told us about him, right? Also, when we do the perspective change into our assailant's head, Mm -hmm. he actually doesn't know who Rosie is. He He knows knows she's a secretary in fancy shoes, Yeah, right? He does not expect that she is going to defend herself and yeah. overpower him, she, right? He wasn't given a dossier on No, her, exactly. Which makes it seem less like spy people and more like hired goons in yeah. this case. Actually, that's what I wrote down in my notes, is that he's less of an assassin and more like a thug. Yeah, some guy who was hired to go and like hurt that girl. Yeah, right? So that kind of points it at Yuri Yeah, for me. But that doesn't necessarily hold a lot of water either because... It was clear that this guy is trying to kill her. Which seems like a huge overreaction because if Yuri did order a hit on Vadim, they only beat Vadim up. Yeah. And he suspected Vadim of actually cheating with his wife. Right? If Mash is correct here. Yeah. So why try to kill Rosie? That seems like a huge escalation. Right? It seems like a huge overreaction that everyone around Masha ends up dead because... Well, it's because, not true. And no one has ended up dead around her at the moment, well, yeah. except for technically Brodsky, I suppose. Yeah, but we don't think that Yuri did it. I don't, not necessarily, like, I could be wrong, right? We could always be wrong. Well, yeah, because that also now replants the seed. Could Yuri have been involved in Brodsky's murder? Maybe. 
could he have suspected that Brodsky was sneaking off with his wife, Masha, and arranged things so that he got murdered in an embarrassing way at the, at the palace? I mean, maybe. He was already a suspect early on, though he seems, again, like the most obvious suspect because he's got the most obvious motive. Which means to me that he is the least likely. Unless we're getting a swerve here. I, maybe. But that would mean that he would have to know Anita Moody and or Rachel Stiles. Which seems like a lot of swerve to you, to me, doesn't it to you? Well, a little bit, yeah. Because we've gotten no real sign of a connection between the two of them. Yeah. I mean, the Queen has pieced this all together. And she, in but theory, I sure haven't. And she, in theory, has only the same clues that we have. Uh, with the exception of the two pieces of information between her and Billy that were super vague when he mentions the country of origin of his tale, yeah. which we didn't get, and the other call he was supposed to make yeah. that we know about but don't know who the call was to. Indeed. We assumed it was like an informant line kind of tip thing. Yeah. But we don't actually know. And I get the author is trying to keep a few secrets from us to allow us to be surprised towards the end. Well, it's working because I have no idea what's happening. Yeah, but other than that, the queen is functioning with more or less the same information we have. Yeah. So, so yeah, our chapter ends with Rosie breaking this guy's nose and it, two and of his fingers? Two of his fingers. And him, like, booking it off the train, bloody and broken, and then her curling up... <laughs> On, on, like, a side bench somewhere to, like, catch herself because she's just beating a man on a train. Yeah, she's got a little bit of trauma. Yeah, exactly. That's, like, yes, her, her military instincts have kicked in, right? She defended herself and she did well. Mm -hmm. But when the adrenaline wears off, right, like, the shock to the system, whew, yeah. I hope she's okay. I'm sure she will be. I'm sure she will be, too. I'm also really curious about what the queen will do when she finds out. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Maybe we'll find out as we move into chapter 28, which you'll want to read up on in time for next week. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, of course, as always, you can give our podcast a rating and a review on your oh, podcatcher of choice. Please do. We would love that. Yeah. You can also reach out to us on social media. Absolutely. We are on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Goodreads. We are at the read along on most of those. Yeah, you can also send us an email. Oh, please do. We would love that. We are the read along at gmail.com. And with that said, as always, we love you very much, and we'll see you next time. I still want to know about that CCTV footage. Thank you for joining us on The Read Along with your hosts, Anita and Scott Bourgeois. All Read Along music is by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Cover art is by Aaron Beaver. Be sure to join us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Read Along, and check out our group on Goodreads.com.